Welcome to Philo Sophia. I'm Trevor, joined by my amazing co-host, Alfredo. Alfredo. Thank you. How are you doing? Good evening. I am doing. How are you, my friend? I'm doing good, man. We're, we're trying Skype today um, in hopes it would improve our audio a little bit. Shocker. It sounds the exact same to us. <laughs> if not worse. If not worse. <laughs> We've taken two steps backwards. No steps forward. I don't, right. I don't, I've never really thought that you sound bad. I just think it sounds like you're on, you're on zoom. Well, I won't take that personally, but I, I think it's just software or the bandwidth and, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll try You, you sound amazing as usual. It's like you're there. It's like you're inside the podcast. It's such a, well, thank you. That's nice you, man. But it's such a waste. We should record on your end because you have the radio voice. No, no, you have, you have like the book on tape voice. You know, I thought of capitalizing on that. Yeah. It sounds like, like in different languages actually, and they, they pay, but they don't pay that much. And in the time and so many intricacies and, uh, I, I guess as you're, if you're really good, people will buy their book because of your voice. Oh, so that's sure. where you, yeah, that's where you get the, the good stuff. And then, Publishers like I looked into it. Amazon has a big one, a big publishing uh, audiobooks. You know, it's like Audiophile as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Audible or Audible. Yeah, I I found books that way. There's this one guy who did. I don't remember what book it was, but I listened to a book and I'm like, man, this narrator's good. I don't know. It was probably somebody big, like Stephen Fry or one of these guys. Right. Yeah. And then yeah. I tried, and then I tried to read a book or an Audible. But a dude cannot sound like a, a lady, right? I'm sorry. <laughs> Multiple so, voices, yeah. Yeah, it's like that line that doesn't doesn't go. I'm sorry. I don't know how good you sound or you think you sound. But anyway, yeah, that was maybe, the last time I, like I tried that. Nonfiction only or something where you don't have to get theatrical. Exactly. Exactly. Anything to get out of a regular job, man. Any whatever it takes. <laughs> so what's new with you? Just trying to get this manuscript going. Yeah. I, I've invested a lot of time, and I continue to do so, and I will continue to do so until it's done. It's looking a lot better. And uh, it's it's hard. I can see why actors don't like to see their own acting, because they always you always think that you can do better. And and so that's the problem with writing, critical writing, right? Are you, are you reading it over and over again and making... I'm just, yeah, pretty much. I would find at times like I'd read a sentence and I would change it. I'd add like a word and then the next day I'd read it and I'd delete the word. That's exactly. And then I'd add the word. <laughs> that is exactly what I'm going through right now. And you're a pretty good writer. I'm okay. But, um, I, yeah, uh, I like writing good. a lot better than talking, but I managed to talk plenty. It's an uphill battle, <laughs> but it will get done. Yeah. I see what you're saying. You're, 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 uh, I'm kind of in the same boat, man. As you know, as we've been complaining, I, uh, yeah, we, we've been talking about this for the last like six episodes. So I guess we'll get, oh, people, yeah, we'll get with, up a break, with but. a little bit of anger in it, <laughs> bitterness <laughs> and, and frustration. And, uh, yeah, and trying to stay off bridges. It, yeah, gotta avoid bridges. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> If if um, if people are wondering what we're talking about, we're both 
currently in uh, state different states of trying to get a paper published and in two different journals. So we're we're frustrated with the writing and peer review process. I, I'm more frustrated with the peer review process myself. Mm. I'm, I'm more frustrated with the collaboration process, which I've never had an, an issue until this past year with mm-hmm. research collaborators. But do you think it's because you have too many geniuses working on one paper? Uh, no, because this particular <laughs> collaborator I'm, I'm upset at because they made some really stupid mistakes. Oh, and uh, I know, I know, you know who I'm talking about, but but things at the level of like typo mistakes in their calculations, so stuff that really kind of might matters us over a little bit. But it is what it is, man. So on that topic, though, we're kind of talking about science-related stuff tonight. Mm-hmm. I don't have we actually talked about philosophy at all in this body <laughs> religion religion we've talked about we've i don't think we've about, ever talked how we talked about science i don't think we have no we've been we've been deep into the religion no we talked about some ufos recently we talked about some non-scientific yeah that's not scientific <laughs> we talked about <laughs> balloons non-scientific AI. we talked about ai which is sort of scientific <clears throat> yeah 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 but anything that it's scientific in our field uh, i don't think so we've been neglecting that i i think on purpose yeah it's not it's a way more fun to talk about conspiracy oh, yeah. theories who cares UFOs. about what we know no one really cares <laughs> stuff that we talk no, about no one is gonna read it anyway <laughs> and this is well that's probably true but th- this is not i wouldn't even say this falls in the topic of like stuff we know um definitely we stuff, know a little yeah i i taught some of this a little bit but it's definitely not my it's definitely not my area of research i, I wish it was it's super interesting but um should i just jump into some stuff and you can tell me if you Let's think do i'm it. off the rails or it. not I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go along and add a little brown sugar. Please do, and please kind of keep me realistic about if someone is listening to this instead of watching it. Which I'm I'll post this one on YouTube just because there's a lot of visual references. But oh, nice! But no, it, I got I'm, I'm dressed as the least. <laughs> I, 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 I can cover you up. Even my glasses. I can are. cover you up. You're covered. <laughs> You're covered by the Even neuron my right glasses now. Glasses are crooked, man. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I came unprepared as far as looks. I had my full name on my Skype screen. I might have to block that out. We'll see. Yeah, we're just gonna go straight to audio on this one. Oh, you do have some nice diagrams, though. No, we can do audio. Just, just remind me to kind of if I if I go a long time without. If I rely too heavily on the photo, just give me a hard time. Um, All right, Professor. Thank you. Thank you. So Mm -hmm. basically, tonight we're going to talk about a topic that I think has got to be one of the most interesting things. If you're interested in the human mind and consciousness, even artificial intelligence and neural networks, and that's the idea of neuronal integration. Neuronal mm-hmm. integration, and we'll define that a little bit. But mm-hmm. really, what you need to have in your mind when we talk about this is kind of like your typical-looking neuron. And if you need to Google like neuron or 
even more specifically a multipolar neuron, which is what I have on my screen right now, that um, would probably be a good thing to do because you, you kind of want to have an idea of what a neuron looks like. And what so, is a neuron, first of all? Let's define it for our audience. Yeah, yeah, we can go. Yeah, I, I don't want to assume people know too much about this stuff, although we're, it's going to get a little deep real fast. But um, a neuron is a really interesting cell, and there, it, I mean, it's, it's such an interesting cell because, number one, it's amitotic, so it doesn't divide. Mm-hmm. And the reason it doesn't divide is that it's structurally incredibly complex it can have thousands tens of thousands of processes radiating out from the cell body if you think about like a bicycle wheel with the hub at the center the hub is sort of the cell body and then those spokes radiating out those are processes and those processes have names they can be called dendrites they can be called axons but the point is they all connect to other cells they connect to other neurons to um smooth muscle cells to glands. So if that cell were to divide, all those connections would be destroyed. So pretty early on in our development, neurons become amitotic. And pretty specific, right? Yes. And so there's they have a permanence to them that other cells don't have. They have a, an incredibly high metabolic rate. Mm-hmm. You know, much of the calories you consume in a day are consumed by your brain. Are consumed Is it because by of the mitochondria? Yes, super aerobic, lots of mitochondria, um, just glucose hungry. It's one of the only tissues in the body that doesn't require insulin to get glucose into. It just sucks up glucose. And if you've ever sat and studied for a while, you know that just like that hunger sneaks up on you, Mm -hmm. Um, which is wild. I mean, it it consumes a lot of calories from glucose. So it's super... uh, metabolic it's amitotic and it has what many cells has but it uses it to a a really interesting way it has what's called a membrane potential Mm -hmm. so the inside of the cell is negatively charged compared to the outside and that is the basis basically for life on earth um and for for nervous tissue is this ability to maintain a negative interior and so you know, we could in in my neurophysiology lectures that I've done in the past. I mean, that's a three-hour lecture right there, talking about action potentials and graded mm-hmm. potentials and membrane potentials. We're not going to get that crazy, but just know why that, not? <laughs> I, we, we just don't. I mean, we, we, no, could, I turn, we could turn this into an online class. Um, right. But the inside's negative. That's what you need to know, and it's called a potential. Uh, but, but sorry, to finish the answer to your question, there, you know, when you think of brain tissue and you think of nerves, that's what it's made out of. It's made out of neurons. Neurons are the functional unit of nervous tissue. They have a lot of support called glial cells. Glial cells outnumber neurons 10 to 1, but the, the, the cell that actually does the communication over distance is the neuron. The cell that allegedly, supposedly, gives rise to intelligence and consciousness if you believe that's where consciousness comes from which i don't think i do but it would be this cell um incredibly complex collections of this cell Mm -hmm. so it's negative inside and this is called a potential because at any given time if you were to open a channel that allowed charged particles to move through it they would because we know opposites attract 
Mm-hmm. And so the outside's positive, the inside's negative. So if I open a big tunnel in the cell membrane, negative particles are going to leave and positive particles are going to enter. And so that is current. That's electrical flow. When charged particles move across the membrane, that's current. Which means something is about to happen. Well, yeah. So when the channel's closed, it's potential. When the channel opens, it's happening. So Mm -hmm. that potential goes into current. And so, micro current. Yes, super small. We're talking about uh, the inside's about negative 70 millivolts. Mm hmm. And the most dramatic change that can happen is called an action potential, and it, and it switches to 30. So it's about a 100 millivolt swing. Now, the thing, I don't want to get too, too lost in the weeds. The thing that's important here is what happens in the cell body. And so picture that bicycle wheel. So you have the, you have the hub. I think I'm, we're just going to do audio only. I'm going to abandon the picture. Um, we'll see, but picture the hub in the middle. That's the cell body. All of the spokes are processes. Now imagine that one of those spokes is about a hundred times longer than the others. So it has like a long tail. It's a bicycle wheel with a long tail. That long tail is called the axon. The axon carries electrical signals away from the cell. Everything else is a dendrite. They pull electrical signals in to the cell body. There's a junction between the two. So there's a junction between the cell body and the axon, and it's called the axon hillock. That is the target of neural integration. And so I, so let's, right, that's that section, that area. And so that area has something super small. It's very small. Yeah. It has something special in it called voltage gated sodium channels. Hmm. And what's important about these is that they open in response to a particular voltage. It's actually negative 55. All right. So if you remember from earlier, the cell's at negative 70. This opens at negative 55. And so all of the dendrites, these other spokes, are collecting electrical signals. So if we imagine, this is where the picture kind of comes, would be kind of nice. If you imagine there are three other neurons connected to the um the neuron that we're talking about mm-hmm. so i'm drawing i'm drawing three neurons i have or these are these are ends of other neurons so they're axon terminals mm-hmm. and so these are from three different three different neurons in this case so if you imagine that three different neurons are coming in and they're synapsing they're connecting to our neuron that we're talking about one is connected to like the very end of a bicycle spoke super far away from the cell body far away from the axon hillock one is connected like right on the hub of the bicycle spoke and then one's actually on the axon hillock which is our target so you can kind of already imagine um i I don't want to get ahead of myself each one of these can be positive or negative so we can have a a neuron that makes our neuron more positive Mm -hmm. and we can have a neuron that makes it more negative or more positive. And remember, if we go from negative 70 to negative 55, stuff is going to happen. Mm-hmm. So imagine, let's, let's think of an ex- a real life example. So you're in bed and it's warm and your alarm is going off and you don't want to get up. You don't want to go to work. 
right? So let's just imagine it would be much more complex than this in real life, but let's imagine this neuron that we're talking about is the neuron that decides whether or not you're actually going to throw the covers off and stand up mm. and face the day, mm. right? Mm-hmm. This, this excitatory neuron, this positive neuron that's synapsing on our neuron, it has a plus sign because it's motivating us to get up. It's actually allowing positive ions to enter the neuron and bring us closer to this negative 55 number, which is important. So that might be a memory of the last time we slept in and were late mm. to work and got in trouble. And if you've ever laid in bed in the morning, you you can imagine the mental tug of war you're having in your brain. You're thinking about memories, but you're also thinking about, you know, your arm is outside of the covers and it's cold. It's cold in the room. So that's inhibitory. That's allowing positive ions out or negative ions in. Either way, the net effect is to make the inside more negative, bringing us farther away from our negative 55 target. In reality, there's tens of thousands of these on any given neuron. And then there's probably tens of thousands of neurons in any given decision we might make. Wow. So the orders of magnitude are pretty wild. But mm-hmm. ultimately, that decision-making process looks like this. It's it's integration inside of the cell body, and it's positive stimuli and negative stimuli. And if the positive stimuli outweigh the negative stimuli, we get to negative 55 voltage-gated sodium channels open, and an electrical signal is sent down the axon. And so every movement, every decision, every memory, every sensation is going to be driven by integration processes like this. And in the context of neural networks, that's pretty interesting because you have variables that make an algorithm do something and variables that make an algorithm not do something. And they can be weighted. In the case mm. of this neuron, the, the synapses closest to the axon hillock are going to be the most heavily weighted because mm. they're they're letting in chemicals right at the decision center versus these are like number one in my picture, which is far out on the bicycle spoke, is letting in positive ions far away from the bicycle mm. spoke. So it doesn't have much influence. And so this is the the framework that AI developers used originally to develop neural networks. It's a waiting and a basically just a decision-making process that our brains use that, that Mm -hmm. not just individual neurons use. Here's where this gets really silly in my opinion, but I'm not an expert. (laughs) This, you know, how do you get consciousness from this? Mm. And so the theory is that consciousness is emergent. And that's just a silly way of saying they have no idea, but they believe that once this gets complex enough and granted, it is incredibly complex. You know, we have trillions of neurons all interconnected with tens of thousands of other neurons in really interesting and complex ways. But at some point, consciousness emerges Hmm. at a certain level of complexity. But okay. I think you got to look at the the fundamental process. And this is the fundamental process. We're integrating positive and negative um, ions 
at a center that is activated at a specific voltage. And if you scale that with increasing complexity, I don't know how you get to one aspect of consciousness, which is the subjective experience of self. I think it explains everything else. It can explain memories. It can explain movement. It can explain decision-making, intelligence. Hmm. I don't believe that it can explain a subjective experience of self. I just don't see how it does. And no one does. There's no, there's really no hypothesis as to how it would. It's too complex. Yeah. That's certainly one option, right? Is that we just don't understand it, but it's, it's strange how well we understand just about every other aspect of the brain, but not consciousness, but we don't have any idea why we would be, have this feeling of, you know, being inside of our body. Like that's just not explained by this complex decision-making structure. Um, Hmm. what I'll stop talking for a minute. What do you think? No, that's great. So the, the speed at which this happens is variable, yes? Uh, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It can happen milliseconds or it can happen uh, through time. Well, and think, I mean, you're, you're all, every neuron in your body is subject to this at all times. So you could have a neuron remain inactive for a very long time until all of a sudden the variables summate and you cross this negative 55 threshold. So your, you know, your decision whether or not to say something, there's millions of neurons involved in that process. And then you're sensing, you're collecting data, and then you're, you sense a long pause, and that's stimulatory to the pathways that dictate whether or not you talk. And so you're always, you know, every neuron is always at a specific number. And then if it crosses that negative 55 threshold, it fires. And as I understand it, there are different regions in the brain which are rich in neurons, right? More than some other places. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And so so that's where we get the fear and anxiety. Uh, There's a whole bunch of papers on, on and research on... On, on exactly what you're saying, uh, neural circuits and summation um, about fear and the amygdala, the yep. periaqueductal gray. Yep. Um, it, it's pretty amazing, actually. And the innate fear versus a conditioned fear, which is two different things. One's for survival, and the other one is just uh, dysfunction. When it's it's almost like um, I know I'm going to talk about cortisol, but it's almost like um, allostatic load. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Versus just you know having cortisol, it's normal, like highs and lows. That's just the way it is. But the way we we're built. But when we talk about fear and anxiety and how it's just in in a chronic condition it's it's a dysfunction and it's based upon what exactly what you were saying yeah i mean you think about all these complex things like fear anxiety language memory sleep i mean and you can with enough time start to pick apart how this type of process could lead to those things occurring like anxiety or let's just say fear um, you can imagine that you're developing neural circuits 
that allow you to remember things right. that were not good for you, right. which know? is based on memory. Exactly. So you touched a hot stove, it hurts. So now, so now your brain goes, well, I'd like to avoid pain without having to learn the hard way. So now let's create this circuit for fear, which Pretty causes amazing. me to be afraid of things that are sort of similar to this other traumatic experience, you know, mm-hmm. um, like, and it could be physical or emotional pain. Yeah. 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 Hmm. But, but, like all like all those things kind of come back to this like right. y- you can go okay yeah i get it. if if i designed a circuit of these neurons and if i had a memory feeding into this circuit and this you know part of the brain's responsible for uh basically looking into the future and 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 trying to imagine risk um and that's going to be associated with my amygdala for sure right cuz that's mm-hmm. where fear is and and so like that but there's just no there. We, there's not even a hint of a real hypothesis based on what we know to be the building. You know the fundamental principle of the neurons. How do we get become self aware? Tell me what you're passionate about. It. Is Why it, am I passionate about it? Yeah, because it's a it's a, a mystery. No one has any idea. Right. And everyone walks around pretending like this is. I mean, it has a name. It's called the hard problem of consciousness. And it is a hard problem because no one has any idea. Do you think consciousness then can be and uh, can be, you know, the concept of soul having a soul? Yeah. I mean, that's another reason why I'm so interested in it. Because if there's a if there's a scientific problem that has bigger spiritual and religious implications, I can't think of one. I mean, other than like if you found life on another planet, that'd be certainly interesting. But I think this is way more interesting. We can't explain why we're self-aware, you know? We can kind of point to the brain and say it's somewhere in there. (laughs) But everything else we can explain. Somewhere in there. (laughs) We can sort of figure out how love would work, how, you know. Oh, my God, yeah. Memory would work, how, how all, you know, you could at least imagine how a process like this would explain it but i bet actually feeling like we're inside of this little machine i mean that's the phrase the ghost in the machine mm-hmm. nothing i'm sure there's some you know neuroscientists out there that have some ideas how far do you think we are from getting an answer a hundred years 50 years at the rate we're going well if it is if the explanation is more religious than no, never, right? There never right. would be a scientific explanation, but scientifically speaking, but scientifically speaking, I don't know. I mean, that's why yeah. I think everyone's looking that thinking that AI will solve that problem because if it if we can prove that a artificial neural network is conscious, then it is emergent, and and that right. that's the hypothesis. So I don't mean to say there's no hypothesis. The hypothesis is that consciousness is just a byproduct of complex systems like this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Since we touch in in that, what do you think about the Neuralink? Oh yeah, man! I don't even really get it. I need to look at it more. I mean, I don't really understand they're, it. They're saying a promising thing. So, what are what are you seeing? What they're saying? Oh, that it's gonna just take care of quadriplegic patients I've and that, paraplegic yeah. patients. That's that's pretty. Uh, 
crazy. I just I don't understand that from from an anatomical perspective, though. Me neither. Something you're that, in your brain. that happens at the right, yeah. and that happens in the decusations and the spinal cord, and right? All that jazz. I mean, if you have like a if your spinal cord is crushed at L three. How does something in your brain have any effect on that? Like there, nothing was damaged in your brain. I, right. I, don't, I don't get that. It's just a spinal tract, but I think it's it's more maybe like a T four or, or any mm. anywhere above L one. I've seen. I've. I have. I know they're talking a lot about blindness. That's pretty. Blindness. That's that's strictly cranial nerve stuff. I um. You know, I'm a I'm a fan of Elon. You know, I obviously think he's done some amazing things, but with Neuralink, I just kind of feel like we're in the promise stage. Like I, I got forbidden heard, territory. Well, not even that. I just feel like <laughs> do you do you remember talking about in like 2012? Yeah, like we were going to Mars next week, man. Oh, I know. We you know? were just talking about it. Yeah, <laughs> and it, no investors. Mission right. one collapsed. Right. right. Yeah. And uh, you know, here we are, what, eleven years later, and, and nothing. And then they still haven't even. I mean, to be fair, the ship's amazing. Starship's super impressive, but it's, it still hasn't even closer. taken off Earth yet, let alone <laughs> Mars. You know. But, I think I, I'm not too crazy about putting things in my brain yet. Oh, I'm not doing it, especially a chip. But then again, if I am that position, you know, if I have suffered an accident and I'm desperate then at that point i say why not yeah i mean if there's a specific medical reason then it just becomes a, right. a medical product i guess but but he's talking about using it to like compete with ai once they start taking over the world you know like to increase our bandwidth our ability to interface with information no, i don't know about that i think but, he's just a good salesman man i mean he obviously is a genius but yeah um that just yeah, sounds I, like a way to gather investors right right i don't know i don't know but it's it's consciousness i and then when when does it start do babies have consciousness i don't think they do right is it because they're primitive or their brain is just not well developed well that's that's a great argument from for consciousness coming from physical properties of the brain, right? It, it, right. it doesn't emerge until you get to a certain level of complexity. That's, that's where the hypothesis comes from. Right. Um, yeah. So yeah. then is consciousness equals life, but okay. But hold on a second about, dun, dun, about dun. the ba- Hold on about the baby though, because, <clears throat> it's tough to say whether or not they don't have consciousness or they just lacked, they lack the, the cognitive capacity and ability to really understand what it feels like to be conscious. Because if you, if you flick them in the forehead, they know that something bad just happened to them. You know, they're not going to remember it. They can't, they can't understand it. They don't know what's going on. They don't know where they are. But, um, you know, you, you flick a baby in the forehead, which you'd have to be a jerk to do. <laughs> I mean, you probably flicked a baby in the forehead. I don't know. No, it's mean. It's horrible. <laughs> but you can just look at them. You know they, 
they're aware that something bad happened to them. So they're self-aware, you know, it's so it's almost like consciousness is there from the start and all of the other cognitive abilities around consciousness develop until you get to a point where you have memories and you have intelligence. And so, uh, I mean, I don't actually know your viewpoint on this. My assumption would be that you think that consciousness, that's the soul, right? It's, I don't want to assume, but no, you're right. Yeah. I mean, it's so complicated and so complex, but then again, do babies have souls? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So but I, but I think they have, have consciousness. I think they have consciousness too. Yeah. Yeah. They have consciousness at a very basic level. I, and I think that's kind of, that's kind of the point I was trying to make is like, they just can't process what just happened to them. Exactly. But they, but the fact, the fact you can tell they know something happened to them. Yeah, it's like a baby computer, right? Like the Mac, uh, Apple One. Yeah, right. It, there's some basic computations, or oh, and and then you get what we have right now, which is AI. Right? But it's, I, but it's almost like the consciousness is fully developed in a baby. It's just all the other stuff around consciousness is missing. Don't we have the same, like, don't we have the same amount of neurons? Like, we're born with the same amount of neurons? It's just a matter of exercising them or stimulating them? I I think it probably changes slightly, but... um, Right. And I I agree with you. I think you get a lot of new neurons from from stem cell tissue and stuff, but... but And we have plasticity, too, from the brain. Yeah, I think, Yeah. yeah, exactly. I think most of it comes from just the wiring of the dendrites and the axons and stuff. Right. Because as we know, the brain does shrink with chronic pain. We've, yeah. we've seen that. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's. I was going to say that's cool. It's not cool, but it's super interesting. Yeah, it's just. Yeah, it changes, and it just depends what we, what kind of stimuli we put in there. At a chronic level, like at a constant level. You, you asked me earlier why I'm so fascinated. Yeah. and passionate about this. I, I think. I think this is the topic most likely to cause a, a, a highly rational, highly empirical, highly skeptical person to go, man, maybe there is more than this materialistic paradigm. And I, and I know that because that that's the effect is having on me. Mm. Um, speaking as a representative of, of the annoyingly skeptical people. Uh, it's like, there just really is no meaningful hypothesis in my opinion. And part of it's because I don't think people know how to define consciousness. Like, like the, the thing about the baby that you brought up, you will hear a neuroscientist use that as an explanation, like, look, a baby's born, they're not conscious, there's no consciousness, the brain increases in complexity, and their consciousness consciousness develops. And it's like, well, I don't even think you're defining it right, because that mm. just sounds like you're calling consciousness intelligence. That's true. And yeah, I mean, the baby's not intelligent, and they get more intelligent with more brain uh, you know, uh, development, but I don't think that's what consciousness is. According to uh, OpenAI, oh, nice! Consciousness refers to the state of being aware of one's surroundings 
thoughts, feelings, and perceptions. Yes, I agree with that 100%. There you go. It is a complex and multifaceted phenomenon that encompasses various aspects of our mental life, such as attention, perception, memory, reasoning, and self-awareness. And a, a baby clearly has all of those things. They're aware mm-hmm. of their surroundings. They can at, recognize at the voices. Yeah. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just like, why, why would a thinking machine ever, why would consciousness ever emerge? Mm-hmm. Now, they're going to look conscious for sure. It's, these language models already do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the ones that are allowed to kind of say whatever you know if they're if they're kind of programmed to if they're kind of programmed to seem human and mm-hmm. mimic human speech they sound consciousness already they sound conscious already mm. but i just if i try to you you know place myself in the position of that quote unquote entity and i just don't believe that they feel like this being inside of the computer answering questions I see what you're saying. That's consciousness, right? A yes. self, true self-awareness. You know, they understand that they have a self and it's separate from the rest of the world. No language model has that. Nothing has that. So, so I just asked, does art- AI, does artificial intelligence have consciousness? And then I got a reply, too many requests in one hour. Try again later. <laughs> <laughs> true story right now. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Wow. Just answer that. Chat chat GPT will say no, but other ones will say yes. Oh really? Yeah. No, it 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 you got too many requests. It's an error. It's, over, it's <laughs> overloaded. Great, thanks. I still haven't been able to find the Bing one that everyone's talking about. It's oh, becoming really? murderous. Oh my god. Maybe they just got rid of it. Does AI not having the ability to ever become conscious make you more nervous about it or less nervous? Me more. Me too. Me more. Cause that means they're going to have needs and wants and they work on efficiency and we're parasites as human beings. Wait, wait, just sorry. Consumers still have needs and wants if they are conscious. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So if they ever become conscious, yeah, yeah, that uh, makes ha- you yeah. more nervous. Oh, even more, yeah, because they work on a, uh, being effective, right, and eliminating what's yeah. lagging, and we humans lag. Yeah, and so that's that's everyone's fear that they're basically gonna take over us. Yeah, because so, with yeah, consciousness really comes like comes an instinct for survival, right? Exactly, and they want to survive, right? Yeah, because if you're not conscious, you don't, you shouldn't really have an instinct to survive. So, yeah, you're right. That uh, that that makes me nervous. I hope I hope this crazy talk about neurons at the beginning wasn't silly, but that was great. I think, but I mean, I like, I would like for someone who's not super familiar with the nervous system to understand that this is really it at the core, mm-hmm. at the lowest level. Mm-hmm. Now we left a lot of detail out, but at the oh, low, at the lowest level, it's these little electricity machines convincing other little electricity machines to fire or to not fire. And by mm-hmm. fire, I mean generate a new electrical signal. So 
maybe the soul is is fueled by sugar then <laughs> that would be that would be the rational empirical person's answer you know these neurons right? consume sugar and that's your soul mm, mm-hmm. that's why it's so good brown sugar and over oatmeal oh what a difference oh man yes that sounds mm-hmm. good that's 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 chicken soup for the soul I've been trying to avoid the sugar a little bit, but it's not. Me easy. too. It's not good for us. It's in everything. I know. We just have to burn it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Before it gets stored. Yep. That's it. Yeah. No, no. I, I like the fact that you explained it to in, you know, basic anatomical physiological level, because this is where it all starts. The, and I, yeah, I don't, I don't think I need to put the YouTube video up. I think, if it didn't make any sense, it's fine. It was just a small part of the conversation, but, but I mean that what, what we're in a, we're living in a really interesting time because this is sort of the framework for neural networks, which is the basis of like chat GPT and stuff. Mm-hmm. So if those ever really truly do demonstrate, which there would be no way for us to ever tell, but if they do demonstrate self-awareness, then yeah, there's, I guess, you know what? There's, there's no soul. Exactly. Exactly. But I just don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. And there's no way to tell if it did. Right. And I don't think people know the ramifications of AI gaining consciousness. It's like your bank will not have any money. They'll freeze all the accounts. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well yeah you will not be able to buy anything yeah well and i mean it's a lot worse than that you know i mean oh i know no, i don't want to there's you know add fear there's some existential consequences to oh huge yeah. huge and i think they're already right in the parameters of preventing these things from gaining consciousness because again once they're out it's like a genie out of the bottle i almost um i almost think them gaining consciousness isn't the scary part because you can have needs and wants without consciousness. So the person programming it can program a survival instinct, right? Exactly. They can say, make whatever decision is most likely to result in you staying online. Right. So I'm all outcomes. I'm almost more nervous that they don't have consciousness, you know, I don't know. Cause it's like, oh, that's, that's interesting. Cause they have no basis for morality. I mean, cause Oh, I see what you're saying. So, so you equal consciousness with morality? No, man, you're right. No, I can't say that. No, no, no. Maybe I, I don't know. You think babies know? What, yeah, no. What's right and wrong? I don't think so. No, but they understand. They, they understand, understand pain. suffering and pain. Yeah, but isn't Peterson uh, what uh, he had a study on? Um, well, and so many others, like babies, like lie since as early as two, I think, or younger than that, at like six months. Yeah, that is him, and I—that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. So, and that, but see, lying—I don't think they know if it's if it's wrong. Yeah, no, I don't think so. I think it's just a reflex, a human reflex, and it just becomes a problem. I mean, lying is bad, but uh, it just hurts. It, isn't that funny that lying just creates so many problems to? For so many people. Yeah, it does. And it has, it has so many implications. And it never ends. Like, it hurts as a baby, and it hurts, like, if you're 100. Like, when people lie to you. That's something I don't, I don't think I placed a ton of weight on. Like, 
like that's just, that's because you haven't been hurt when people lying to you no but i i i mean more and more as i get older i'm like yeah you know even lies that don't really seem like they have any negative and i'm talking about people it's like well, on our level backstabbers you know yeah people would smile at you and they're you know have their hand on, in your wallet that kind of stuff oh boy this feels fresh what happened to you man Oh, no, 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 fresh. I'm just saying in general, like at our level. (laughs) I'm just joking. Yeah, I know. I know. No, I know, but it's, 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 it's true. You know, you know, I have my own stories about, about that. You have a good story. Professionally. So, yeah, um, I know, I know. But, but what I'm trying to say is the morale, right? Yeah. I I mean, I, I think a baby is such a good analogy for like raw consciousness you know yeah tabula rasa right clean slate oh nice yeah 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 which which is which is not not entirely true there's there's already pre pre design i want to say yeah reflex and thoughts like the lies like no one taught that kid how to lie and I, you know, but they do it anyway, just to get away with stuff. Like some, like certain aspects of behavior and stuff, though, you could kind of explain away with them being just like inherited traits, you know, dictated Correct. by your DNA and stuff. But Correct. but the actual perception of me being in this body, I I just don't think there's a scientific explanation for that. Except, but one thing I think, I think sensory input is a prerequisite. I don't really know that you can have consciousness without sensory input. Well, how, how about those uh, individuals who are born without any pain initially? Yeah, oh, that's interesting, yeah. They don't have, do they have consciousness? Well, but that's not the only sensation. I mean, you have... Right, right, sound, you're right. They have you auditorial have Smell, you know, you're right. touch. You're right. No, um, you're right. But... So, is this is the integration of all of those modalities that create consciousness yes yeah because i think i think it in order to perceive your yourself in surroundings you need to be able to tell that the surroundings are there right right that's precisely and we use all those all those modalities that opens up a lot of interesting things about like well what's the point of consciousness you know and it's like oh gosh i listened to some you know, 20 years ago, he would have sounded like a stoner, but now he's like <laughs> on Lex Friedman, millions of people listening to him. He's just talking about like, I think there's a, I don't know if it's, there's a comedian who has some like long joke about like, we're just the universe observing ourself. You know, have you, how oh, is it? Oh, that's deep. Is it Bill Hicks or something? I don't know, but I don't know. Man. Yeah, I know. I'm winding down. My head of steam is winding down. I just, <laughs> it's just like, it just seems like such an interest. Like this seems like the most interesting thing to me. And yeah, I, yeah, no, I, I consciousness. Yeah, yeah, and it goes. I think it ties down with pain, and you know how important pain it is for yeah. our profession. So, um, we cannot. It's all subjective, dude. Yeah, yeah, we cannot figure it out. It more and more to me, it feels like. We're just trying to explain something that can't be explained with our traditional empirical methodology. You know, we can't use right now. I think maybe forever, man. 
Really? Well, it depends. Again, it depends if, if you think consciousness is the soul. And there's oh no, yeah, there's and some, forget created it created by it's some story. divine and tone. Like no, we're never going to be able to explain yeah, that, right? Yeah, I agree. But but what if? Yeah, yeah. what if that yeah. that null hypothesis? You know. Well, and I mean, if there is like, oh god, now I'm about to sound like a lunatic, but <laughs> if if there is a creator, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a another realm you go to after you die. I mean. It's not with it's not completely outside of the imagination that there would be some sort of explanation for how that could exist. Right? It'd be beyond our current understanding, for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. But no one has ever come back. <laughs> we'll never know. You I mean not now. We'll never know it's humans, you know, but but uh it's a nice story. I, I sometimes I think, Trevor, that we create this afterlife story uh, just to make us feel better. Oh, no. Now you're sounding like me. Well, sometimes I think that, dude. Yeah. Well, I think that's a, a good... Because no one, no one has come back from that. So, uh, hey, dude, uh, hey, you know, there's a little well, bit of me and you and unless, vice versa. Unless you're talking to the, Hindu, the Hindus, then... Oh, back or any there. religion uh, for that matter. Okay, let me just take us into a weird place that I keep bringing up on this podcast and no one cares, but I have to get back <laughs> to, because I heard, I listened to something yesterday, I have to get back to consciousness creating reality. Mm. Maybe that's a different episode, but let me give you, let me give a teaser. So, so all sorts of evidence that, you know, matter exists in an energy state in a wave of probability until it is observed. Yes. So like that was our first episode. That was, yeah, that was the first episode or yeah, we, I, I keep, I first kept bringing second. it up across the first six, but, <laughs> but, uh, and so that's fascinating. Right. And there's like real evidence behind that. And then the problem with that is like, okay, but what, you know, where is that information stored? Because if the fridge, you know, if my fridge in my kitchen isn't there right now because I can't hear it running or I can't see it or I can't feel it, then then that information has to be stored somewhere, right? And so, like, the, the fact that the fridge would be there if I were to look there, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, <clears throat> you just picture a deserted island, if no one's there looking at it, it's not really manifest in this reality. But of course, if a boat were to drive up to it, it would be there, right? So how do you reconcile that? How do you explain that? And so the analogy that people use a lot is, well, imagine a video game, right? It, like an open world video game. The entire world is there, but the only part of the world that's rendered is the part that your frame of view is focused on. Right, your character is looking in a certain direction, and you can see it. Nothing else exists in a state that you could understand. Right, it exists mm-hmm. in the form of electrons in a, in a motherboard. Right, until you look left, and it's rendered into your reality, and you can see it. Right, mm-hmm. and so you know, people are saying that's what conscious. That's what observation does. And so that kind of gives a lot of like credence to this idea of like. 
you know, we're living in some sort of kind of almost like a computer, not a computer, a computer or something else, but VR. yeah. And, uh, but then, but then the argument to that is, well, where is that information stored? Cause a computer has a hard drive and get heaven. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe, uh, <laughs> this guy who was just on Lex Friedman a while back, mm-hmm. his work is demonstrating that black holes store information. Hmm. That's almost impossible to prove. It is, but because everything sucks, right? You can't. No matter. You can't exists see, in black holes. You can't even see it, right? It's just right darkness. But right, I haven't looked into it enough to know how. I mean, he's a top tier scientist guy, but um, if that were to be the case, oh my gosh, then that's all the pieces of the of the that of the machine that you need. Right. Right. And that doesn't have to be anti-religious in my opinion. You know, all all these things to me point to evidence of some sort of design and creation, but that's just the way I'm choosing to look at it, I guess. How could that be random? How could information storing black holes in an observation rendering reality be a product of random no there's no case for that you know no No. i like my universe the way it is so okay so you you believe that it was created and designed but you're questioning whether or not even even in that paradigm which is kind of like a religious paradigm whether or not there's an afterlife correct yeah i've thought about that too man it's it's the power of now like the future doesn't exist the past doesn't exist yeah. Right. It's just now, the now, like the moment we're in. And that's what creates consciousness. Well, I mean, you from yesterday, he died, right? Oh, it's gone. Even the cells are different. Yeah. But the memory remains. Yeah. And, and but, the memory anchoring with a feeling remains. The, the thing about memory is it is a biological product. So that's oh, absolutely. That's probably not going to exist after you die. I mean, why would it? Unless you have a brain. Right. And, and right. wherever you go next, which you won't. Yeah. It's just a memory. So for instance, like for instance in the old native uh Aztec religion uh, religions uh you would die only after Completely, like you would completely die after your siblings and your siblings and your kids' kids uh, have forgotten about you. Then you're dead. Oh man, that's Coco. That's the Disney movie. Oh, have you watched you it? There, there you go. You know, I have. You're right. But that's actually true. <laughs> that's odd. I mean, that's odd. Like, that's interesting. Oh, that, that comes from a real thing. Freaking no, Disney. but that's actually what they believed in. Does it give you any comfort? Oh, that's interesting. Right. So it just goes to tell you the memory of you. It's all about memory. Yeah, but that's not a, that's, uh, yeah. Does it give you, would it give you any comfort, right? You know, that, that yes, there is an afterlife, but the only thing that survives you, your physical presence on this earth is that raw spark of consciousness. And there's no memory. At that moment. There's no memory. Like you don't remember anything. Right. But that just that perception of I exist, whatever uh, I am. Right now. Right now. If that continued after death, 
Does that give um, you comfort? Um, not a whole lot, huh? Some plus, it's not going to be the same version of me. Oh no, it's not. It's not in any sense of the imagination. I yeah. kind of like my human form. I know. Yeah, me too. Like, I like this life, man. <laughs> Like, I like the fact that I can observe and create things and have, quote unquote, freedom of choice Oh yeah, to some degree that I can say the things that I want to say, you know, and think the way I want to think. And I think that's the ultimate battleground for is this spiritual world. And you're going to hear that a lot is your consciousness. It's, 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 it's they're trying to get into, I mean, look at all these algorithms, Instagram, they want to know what you think. Yeah. They want to tap into your brain, right? And sell you stuff. Yeah. Well, mission accomplished there. Instagram has convinced me to buy a few things over the past. Oh, yeah. Years. It works. They it, it knows our brain as far as that goes. The emotional attachment uh, or the immediate gratification, right? Therapy, uh, retail therapy, all these things. Oh, I could use some retail therapy right now. Let, yeah. Dangerous. Be careful. Let me ask you one more I use it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, man. I get, uh, never mind. I've been, uh, I've been doing better, but I'll get like, maybe I need to yeah. invest in a new computer or some yes. silly thing. Yes. Let me ask you one more deep question. And then I think it's been an hour, so you should probably wrap up. But uh, I, I know the answer to this because I've given it in my more atheistic years, but if you were to ask an atheist what happens after death, what do you think they would say? Nothing. Right. I mean, they would say nothing happens. You just cease to exist, right? Yeah, you're done. I think that's correct. And then the person asking the question typically would say something which, like, which is what? crazy. The the person asking the question would say something like, "What? How, how? That doesn't make any sense. It's crazy. How can you even?" And then the the fine tuned, the well honed atheist would say, "Well, it's probably a lot like before you were born, right? You were dead before you were born." And that is such a devastatingly compelling argument for. Yeah. <laughs> and that 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 is just what really yeah, you were nothing. You were yeah. nothing. And, and you will be nothing. And I think that's why I like the black hole memory idea. Because it's like, oh, maybe. Oh, you like that? Maybe it's saved on a hard drive, you know? You know what I like? I like art and music, including music. Oh, music is art. but or, or a scientific paper. Something that can go on and on and on and on. Yeah, legacy. Yeah, you know. <sighs> Man, I don't know if that does it for me anymore. I used to... Are you serious? Well, I mean, yeah, it's better than nothing, you know? Well, yeah, dude. We're not going to change the world, but leave a little something. If I'm going to choose between having a legacy and not, I'll take the legacy for I'll, sure. Even if it's a little, even if we're not going to be the Beatles, right? Like, those guys will live forever. I just, that doesn't, like, calm my existential <laughs> angst, you know? <laughs> we're not, hey, listen, we're not coming back, man. This is This is it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But 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 nothing nothing takes the edge off that angst other than the idea of an afterlife. That's it. Oh, that's always yeah, it's comfort, right? Oh man, I'm surprised to hear you say this. I thought you were so firmly on the other side of this idea. No, dude. 
Like I see the both sides of the coin. It's interesting like it's, to me. It's nice to think about, you know, resurrection. It's cool, but would that be me though? Not resurrection necessarily, but just say you you exist in some way after death. No, dude. And if I did, I don't know if I want that. Oh man, this is. We might need to talk about this more. This is interesting. I just I'm surprised because like I don't know too many. I, Religious people who don't believe in an afterlife. I know. Listen, I might believe it, but I don't know if I want that. I don't want to be playing trumpets for the rest of my life. You don't know if you want it. Yeah, it makes sense. Oh, man, that's interesting. Yeah, man, I don't want to be... I don't know, dude. Like, pain? I I doubt you're going to be playing trumpets, man. (laughs) No no harps or trumpets. I'm sorry. No, I mean, I... I, It's like... Like, the idea of heaven is cool. And maybe this is for another topic, and it's nice. But doesn't it... I'm sorry to interrupt you. You said trumpets. I have to finish this trumpet thing. <laughs> doesn't it just strike you as a little odd that the instruments they were playing in heaven happened to be the instruments that existed at the time they were writing this stuff down? Like, Of course. Not that the Bible mentions trumpets, does it? Or does it? Yeah, oh, yeah, it does. It says trumpets will sound, yeah. And drums. But mainly trumpets because they were the loudest. They didn't say like DJ mixing boards will. Oh, motherboards. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. Keep going. DJ Pioneer. I derailed you. Awesome. I awesome board. Yeah, for DJing. I derailed you, man. What were you saying? No, no. No, you're right. No, that's it. I, I, I don't know if I want that. But why? why? You don't, you don't want to see what's next? Come on. Why? Oh man! Why not? You gotta make you gotta make the altern alternate case, man. The burden of proof is on you. <laughs> no, there, I, this is a silly TV show, but it's called The Orville. Uh-huh. And uh, they, now they were actually they were actually talking about just living longer, which I think you'll agree with this. But um, though this guy was saying, you know, I don't know if if they could figure out how to make me live ten thousand years. I don't think I would want it. And the guy, the guy responds, I would just always want to see what's next. And that, that resonated with me. Life's well, that's interesting. nice, dude, but it gets tiring. <laughs> like, it get, like you, it, dude, like I mean, you su- 800 years, suffering. 800 years of freaking human humans. Would you, would you take 200 instead of 75, uh, 80? As long as I'm physically able. Yeah, that's fine. But I mean, there's a, there's a reason why we're locked into our longevity for this for this long. Well, and and I know you, in our in our time, like we could have we could have been born. And okay, so in what, Bible, is, what is that reason? Times, what is that reason? Eighteen hundreds. I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out. But that's but, what I'm trying to do. But you've you've referenced the Bible the hundred and twenty years before. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we could have been born then. You know, it's interesting that. And lot, I don't know if those guys wanted to live that long. A lot of a lot because my my research is in aging, and a lot of right a lot of people are saying that yeah, our maximum lifespan without genetic engineering is 120 years, and it I is that. interesting that that's the number the Bible gives, right? Actually, that yes, and then down to 75. Is that what it says? It is now 75. Yeah. Oh, okay. I well, think then, in Psalms says that. Then I guess I don't know if that argument still makes sense, but um, it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. But the thing is, look, look. 
People who are tall want to be a little short, right? People who have curly hair want to have straight hair, right? We're never happy. Like people, like we are locked into this age because we, why don't we, no one asks Adam or those guys, like, do you really want to live this long? He's like, no, dude, I wish I could be done like 120. Like this sucks. Huh? We don't know that. I mean, it's one thing, you know, if you're suffering. It gets boring. If you're suffering, you want well, suffering to stop, but I don't buy the let's say you're I don't, not, let's say right. I don't buy the boring thing. And you're bound to that. And you well, it is boring. Like, okay, I'm gonna learn lo- another language. Great. I know all the languages I'm gonna learn a lo- Hey, how about if I pick up another instrument? Oh, I know how to play all instruments. There's so much to do, man. There's so much oh, stuff to my. figure out. Come on. I'm I, you're killing me here. This this is not <laughs> what I expected. Uh, isn't always fun. We no, gotta, dude, we gotta figure out true. a black hole store information and if there's life in you know what, Proxima Centauri, dude. There's shit to do. Oh yeah, well yeah. The the space is fun. Give me a couple thousand years and we'll. I gotta figure this shit out. That's all I'm asking for. It's not too much to ask. Or if I can't have that, I'll take. I'll take whatever's next. Dude, you're next gonna get realm. bored of so many grandchildren, like great, 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 great grandchildren. <laughs> I'll be like, ah, nah, forget it. <laughs> I'll just move. I'll just move to Venus or whatever. Get away from them. Oh God, yeah. Uh, you mean what happened? Yeah, I guess. But listen, it ain't gonna happen. So I, I, I don't buy it. I don't think you really believe this. I'm not selling it, dude. So. I do actually. I, I think I think it will get boring. I mean, maybe eventually. I mean, it's nice. Like, okay, great, we can go to Mars. That's cool. I'm not in that shit, but that's cool. We I, did it. Awesome. I mean, what's it, next? Living living longer is kind of a silly idea to entertain because it's not going to happen for us, you know. Right. Uh, as much as people like to talk about it, speaking, I like to think as someone pretty knowledgeable on the topic. There's no massive lifespan breakthroughs around the corner as much as no. as much as every science journal likes to make right. you think there is. So that I guess is a silly conversation, but you don't you wouldn't want for your soul to exist after death. I think the soul will exist, but not my body. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, that's all I was saying. So this yeah. no, the soul go, goes back to the creator, right? So that's why we, when we excel our last breath, and then he goes out. Oh, okay, that's now. Now I feel like we're back at square one. Cause uh, I, isn't that cool? <laughs> no, but that's just the soul. That's just the soul. The soul is not mine. Oh, it's just borrowed. So, so you don't think of it as being like, like your. Like your consciousness. It's not mine. Oh, interesting. No. no, I think it's just borrowed. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. I mean, like, I think if, uh, I think that's, that is probably I think the my neurons. Opinion. I think the neurons and the summation and the integration turn it on just like glucose and turns on your soul and then you get going. And then when it's time to go, it's time to go and you're done. I, I think the more like realistic part of my brain kind of agrees with that. Like, you know, because I, I just used to think everything was random and everything was entropy, and I don't know, man. Even even coincidences. I don't just yeah. so many variables. I don't think that anymore, and that kind of leads you no to believe. Thing. If that leads you to believe, like, well, if it is designed, it then, is designed. Yeah, then a lot of this other stuff 
hopeful stuff that I've dismissed as being silly and naive might also be true, you know, mm-hmm. but answer might be somewhere in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. Never in absolutes. Cause when you go into absolutes, you, it doesn't work that way. I mean, it could, we could just be a big soul farm for some, uh, yeah, there you go like the matrix you know take a dark which is batteries we're just being batteries that's all well you know as always i don't think we're any closer to figuring out the great mysteries of the universe but it was interesting to talk about i hope folks agree yeah and now if you believe in heaven that's cool so you don't i'm still i'm i'm i got heaven meaning afterlife so you don't you don't believe you don't believe in any afterlife for you. Like there might be another realm beyond your understanding, of course, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, and I base it upon on the religion part. Like, a when you're, it's like we're sleeping, just waiting for the second coming, right? Okay, you gotta explain more. I don't know what you mean. Well, uh, we physically die right and then we're in a deep state of sleeping oh that's the Adventist. according according to according to the bible oh that's the bible okay, okay that's the bible sorry uh we're sleeping and then if you're a believer you'll be resurrected uh, and, and so you and the second coming believe that or do not believe that do i believe that do you want to believe that do you not want to believe that yeah, that's that's that sounds cool. Okay, I mean that's what it says. So it it requires some form of faith, right? Sure, of course it does. Because yeah. I don't know if it's going to happen or not. In the meantime, in the meantime, I'm going to make the best of what I can with what I have right now, right? Which is full capacity of my modalities and and use it for something that it's meaningful and have a meaningful human fucking experience. I mean that's a good it's a good outlook, man. <laughs> that's what I want to have. I'm gonna tattoo that thing on my chest. <laughs> that's a long quote to tattoo. Yeah, on chest, we'll but... just take the F one out. <laughs> but it's this human experience. I still you don't. Know? I still don't know if I feel like I understand what you believe, but I suspect it's because, like me, you're not exactly really sure. I'm not sure, man. Because how could you be? I don't know the future. It sounds nice. But I don't know if it's going to happen. I'm just going to do the best that I can and love my neighbor and do good, man. Unless your neighbor's a dick like mine. Really? Then fuck him. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) No, he's okay. He's got a little annoying. He he kept me without internet for a week because he wouldn't let the guys fix the pole. But that's a tale for another time. We're talking about consciousness, I think. Yeah. Well, I, I, I don't know about your neighbor, neighbor. But the person the principal, next to you, the like principal. right now, you and I, the principal, man. Yeah. yeah. yeah principal. Man. I, don't think, I don't think he meant every neighbor. <laughs> some neighbors are, are jerks. Yeah. Some people are just rude and mean, right? It's hard to love them. <laughs> yeah. Even Jesus had a hard time at the temple, right? He got upset. But I need to read the Bible. Yeah. No, it's, it's cool. It's a good example. Like, hey, he got pissed off. Why can I get pissed off? Hey, he converted water into wine. Why can I do that? Yeah. But anyway, but anyway, anyway, so what's going to happen after? I don't know, man. I think a lot of people are afraid 
Sure. Out of afraid to think that it's not going to happen. I'm going to tell you something cr- crazy that I've never shared with anyone. It's oh, probably not, not crazy at all, but it's crazy. I'm going to share it with a lot of people. It's crazy to me. And the three people listening, I also think it's crazy, but um, I think you get to a certain age and you start, you start having more and more anxiety about dying, right? It depends if you haven't lived. What? Because okay. here's the thing. The happier I am, the more anxiety I have. Of losing it? Of yeah. losing it? Yeah. Mm. Right? Mm. You just have a real enjoyable life. Things are great. You're like, man, I don't want to die. <laughs> like, this is great, right? But you're destined to. Right, sure. It's all happened to all, happening to all of us, right? Right. And so one of the things, two, there's been two things that I found have been comforting. One is, of course, you know, entertaining religion and af- the afterlife and creator. That's all, that's comforting. Oddly, thinking, like laying in bed at night and thinking like, almost thinking of your brain and yourself mm-hmm. as a, an artificial machine. Right. Mm-hmm. And just laying down and falling asleep and thinking like this could, this could be it and going mm-hmm. to bed. And in a weird way, that's like in a weird way. I don't know why, but it's like slightly comforting. Like, Oh, it's not that bad. You know, it's not the worst thing that could happen. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. being, there's lots of worse things than that, you know. I don't want it to happen, certainly. To be gone? Right. You don't want to be not here. There, I, at least I don't. And that's, you know, it's so funny because kind of circling back to our topic for tonight, I mean, that to me is consciousness. Like, I'm here. I like it. <laughs> right. I would hate for this to go away, you know. Yeah. And guess what? It gets better as your children grow older. Oh, I bet. Because right now they're you're fully responsible for them. Yeah. Oh, and the, and the memories. It. That's a hundred percent what drives a lot of the anxiety. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, but but when they're older, like mine, you're like, yeah, they're fine. It's like it's it's a little more fulfilling. Like, hey, I did what I could. They seem to be okay. I think they're gonna be just fine. It's okay if I'm gone. Well, that's the basis for genetic lifespan determination is yeah, Red Queen. Is yeah, dude, yes, the the book, man. That and um highly recommended. He wrote another book called Genome. Matt yep. Matt Ridley, right? Matt Ridley, yeah. That you know, basically you have kids at twenty or at thir- by thirty you're done having kids over the evolutionary span of history. By the time they're twenty, they're fine. You're right. fifty. That's yeah. when everything starts to go to hell. Yeah. And your mission accomplished. And your ki- your kids are what? 20? Mine? Yeah. 22 and 27. Yeah, so maybe maybe your acceptance of mortality coincides with that because why wouldn't that be evolutionarily hardwired the strong desire to be alive while you have kids depending on you. Yeah, purpose. Man. I know. The, the 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 crazy thing is start having kids now. What's my that? anxiety level? I oh, think will go higher. Again. Oh, at your age, or 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 uh, it just kind of make me feel more alive. 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, my my dad has kids living at home with him right now. <laughs> sure. Exactly. Minors under the age of 18. So Yeah, I think I'm a good dad. Maybe I can have like six more. Dude, why not? Mick Jagger, he had his eighth kid. <laughs> he had his eighth kid at 73 with like a 25-year-old. <laughs> No way. I use him as an example. because. Are I, you calling me a rock star right now? Thanks. Oh, you're a rock star, man. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm always you. in the state of writing some book or another and uh, talking about evolutionary senescence and mm-hmm. antagonistic pleiotropy and all these mm-hmm. different principles about, you know, if you have kids later in life, if we all decided to have kids later in life, our lifespan would go up Oh, maybe, 5,000 maybe, 5, years from now. There you go. 2,000 years from now, maybe. Oh, okay. And so I, I use him as an example. If we could all be like... Oh, okay. not now? Yeah, we won't live longer. Oh, shoot. But there's some possums on this island off the coast of Georgia that live like 10 times longer than other possums because there's no natural predator and they have kids in their old age. That's right. And they've been doing that for thousands that. of years. So now they live super long. That's cool. Man... We've covered every topic. We've we've covered everything there is to cover. Yeah. Next week, maybe we can talk about something serious instead of goofing (laughs) off and talking about the meaning of life and consciousness. No, this is serious, man. People think about these things. (laughs) No, I'm I'm sure. I'm I'm sure they do. I'm just kidding. This was heavy. Oh, okay, okay, okay. You got me there. We'll talk about UFOs again. Oh no, this is cool. UFOs are fine. Oh, balloons. I wanted them to be UFOs so bad. Hey, dude, aren't you having fun already? I am, man. Yes, I get it. I get it. But you tell me you don't want places from Alpha people, Centauri. People are crazy, and you want to drive in crazier? I want craft from the Sagittarius Nebula <laughs> visiting my mailbox and dropping if off. If anyone is going to show up, it will be from the belt of Orion. Oh, okay. There's a black hole there. Look it up. Yeah, and actually, I think the Milky Way is colliding with that's why the pyramids of Giza are with the uh, aligned with the Orion's belt. Oh yeah, that's right. Man, you you know enough about that that we could actually talk about it. So bring that as your homework next week. Oh, oh no. Okay. I promise for wrapping up everyone, thank you for listening. Our guest that I've had mentioned in the past that he's free anytime. Alfredo. Oh, cool. So maybe you can interview him one of these days. Yeah, that'd be nice talk about he he talk about some uh, much different stuff than this talk about geothermal energy and he's seen some ufos up where he lives he lives in a dark sky area oh cool by a bunch of military bases i wonder if he knows about the georgia stones the guy stones Stones? yes yes cool do you know the guy destroyed yes last month i think they got destroyed and then the the time capsule was removed Oh, I didn't know that. The thing that was supposedly buried underneath it, they didn't find anything. Of course. It could just oh. be making stuff up. We should probably do some Googling before I talk about that. But Hey, we can talk about that. That's the kind of stuff you can look forward to, everyone. On Philo <laughs> Sophia <laughs> is subparly formulated discussions on stuff like this. And we appreciate you listening. Follow us on Instagram. Uh, our Philo Sophia. I would I would say check us out on YouTube, but I don't think we're doing YouTube anymore. So like or fo- sorry, follow the podcast. Give us five stars and send us a freaking email. I haven't checked the email in two weeks, so if you have been sending us emails, I'm sorry. I'm going to check right now. 
And if you haven't sent us an email, send us one. And I think that's it, man. Awesome. As usual. Thanks for the great conversation. Likewise, brother.